Today's episode is fully loaded. Get ready. I love this topic. I just think it is so interesting. We're talking about keeping our kids creative and realizing they are born creative. They don't grow into being creative. They grow out of it. We sometimes program them and educate them out of it. I've been thinking about this topic for a while now, and it's taken me a full month to actually record it because there's so much to it, and I really wanted to cover it all, looking at little, little kids and older kids up through high school and college. We're talking about everything from why you should let your kids splash in mud puddles to thinking about their education in the way that best serves them. So much to talk about. Let's go. You're listening to the How to Be Awesome at Everything podcast, where we're obsessed with life hacks that make your life more awesome. Your host, Lindsay Dickhout, is an entrepreneur and business owner, a mom and wife, and someone who wants to do things over the top at all times. This concept started as a collection of things Lindsay has learned that she was documenting to give to her kids one day, and now it's a podcast. Join us on this journey where we talk about how to be awesome at everything we do. Here's Lindsay. A couple weeks ago, it was raining a lot here in California, and my kids wanted to jump in every mud puddle they saw, literally every single one. So I would say yes sometimes, and I would say no sometimes. If they had rain boots on, I would say yes. And if we didn't have rain boots, but we were going straight home, I would say yes. But then if we didn't have rain boots and I thought they could be wet and muddy and cold and mess up the car, I would say no. But it really got me thinking. There are so many things we have to say no to as parents. If it's unsafe or unhealthy or not practical, we have to say no. Parenting is filled with no's all the time. So saying yes when it doesn't hurt anything or hurt anybody is so important. I love that they want to splash in puddles and see what happens and be adventurous and laugh. So I started saying yes to every single mud puddle. And guess what? Nothing bad happened. I sometimes threw an extra pair of socks and shoes and pants in the car for everybody and problem solved. And if I didn't have it, whatever. I tried to be better at putting them in raid boots when it was raining, but that's not always practical for school, especially if they have PE or whatever. So I just said, I'm just going to go for it. I'm going to let them jump in the mud puddles and I'm going to let them see what happens and make the decision for themselves. And rather than telling them, we're not going to jump in puddles because you're going to get muddy and wet and you're going to be cold. I let them just jump in the puddle and figure it out for themselves. And then maybe the next time when they want to jump in mud puddles, they'll remember the last experience so they can actually make a decision for themselves. So rather than me telling them, you're going to be muddy and you're going to be wet and this is how you're going to feel, so this is what you need to think, they can experience it once or twice or 10 times and then they know what it feels like and then they can make the decision for themselves the next time. I just think it's so fun and it's such a cute thing that kids do and they eventually grow out of it. So it's one of those things that I'm just going to say yes to. And it got me thinking. What are the ways are we squashing our kids' creativity on the daily? Think about this. Say you have a little kid in the house and there's an egg on the kitchen counter and your child reaches for it. What do you do? You probably yell, no, stop, because we all know it's going to happen. The egg's going to crack all over. It's going to make a mess on the counter. It's going to be all over their hands. So we're going to have to wash their hands because it's raw egg. But After thinking about this whole concept for the last month, I realized 
What we really did here by yelling, no, stop, is we sort of took away the experience and the experiment and the opportunity for our child to learn something. So the eight cracks, they see, oh, there's a clear part, there's a yolk part. It's kind of messy, it's slimy. The shell's hard, but it still cracks. It was an experiment they were trying to do in their own little way and they could learn a ton, but we stopped it because we knew the outcome. We knew everything that was gonna happen and it's a mess and we have so many other things to deal with. The last thing we need is something unnecessary to clean up, but why not let them find out the outcome themselves? Something as simple as this is exciting for a little kid who doesn't know the outcome. They are interested and they're curious and it gets their mind working and it really makes them think. I realized that I was doing little things to squash my kids' creativity every day. Now, I'm not saying that now I let them do whatever they want and run around destroying the house. I'm just saying, try to reprogram yourself to let them be curious. I just think that one of the best things we can do as parents is keep them curious and adventurous and excited to learn new things. And that means saying yes to things that we might normally say no to. As parents, we end up programming ourselves to try to avoid messes. And it makes sense. We're exhausted. We don't want to clean up everything over and over. We have enough to clean up already. The normal meals and doing the laundry and just normal things that happen. So we don't need these unnecessary messes that we can foresee the outcome but it's just so good for them. So maybe you can say yes if they're a little bit older, but you have to help me clean it up. It's a good balance. And then you get them in the routine of picking up after themselves too. But if they're littler and that's not the option, maybe you find kind of a middle ground. Maybe you say yes more often than you are now. And if it's not gonna be too high impact on the family. And maybe also how you decide is, If they aren't going to get hurt or hurt anyone else, or it's not disrespectful in any way, maybe you allow it because you can always give them an extra bath or change their clothes or wash their hands. The lesson they've learned is just so valuable and it's worth it. And the freedom you give them to be creative is just so huge. And you're telling them, you're capable and I want to let you make your own decisions. And even though really you're still in control, you're still making most of the decisions, they feel like they're not just being told what to do all the time. They can make their own decisions and do these little things when they want to. And I just think there's so much confidence that comes from it in addition to the creativity. I also shift in my mind in the way I answer questions in two totally different ways. So when my kids ask me a question, rather than giving them the answer, I ask them a question. So I'll ask them something like, what do you think? Or, hmm, how would that make you feel? Or how could we figure out the answer to this problem? So I found that it really creates cool, new, engaging conversations. Again, we're busy and oftentimes kids ask a lot of questions, man. So they fire questions at us, we fire answers at them, and there's not a lot of thinking and engaging going on there. So I just started answering every question with a question and 
it ended up being really cool. At dinner, we have more thoughtful conversations and we're all engaged and thinking about new things. And I'm allowing them to figure out the answers to questions rather than just tell them. Another way I've changed how I respond to questions is when they're asking me to do something. Especially if it's hectic and there's uh, 10 other things going on at the same time, I realize that a lot of times I just give the quick and easy answer, which is usually no, rather than think, okay, how could we make this work or what is this really going to hurt? I did an episode a little while back called How to Be Awesome at Having Great Reactions. And I love this episode and I got so many people responding to it and such great feedback because I used to be a person who did not have great reactions. And I think it's so important with kids to take a beat, give yourself a second and really think about what they are asking you and think about maybe how you can meet them in the middle. So if they're asking for something that's just not reasonable, maybe you can find a middle ground that still makes them feel like you're saying yes. Again, it's another step to not squashing their creativity. It's making them feel empowered and important and like they have a say in the family. And I think it makes them ask more questions and think about more things and it gets you doing more things together. So... Having good reactions with kids, I think, is hard sometimes, but if you can just program yourself to take a breath, take a minute, and really think about it and think, if they're asking me this question, it's probably something that's important to them, and they might remember this, and they might have been thinking about it for many days before they asked you, so it warrants a second thought, and maybe you can say yes to more things that they're asking you, and maybe it'll work out better for everyone. I want my kids to remember that I let them get dirty and I let them make messes within reason. And I wasn't more worried about the cleanliness of the house than them having fun and exploring and learning. And then as our kids get older and they are in school, this gets even more intense. Our school systems really value intelligence based on their test scores and in the main subjects taught in math and in reading and in writing. But I really think we need to think of creativity the same way we think of literacy and reading. It's just as important. Sometimes we are so afraid of mistakes that we stop being creative. If you're not prepared to be wrong, then you can never come up with anything original. And it's so important to understand this as adults and as parents so that we can teach our kids this. By the time most of us become adults, we lose this capacity, mainly because we're afraid of being wrong. It's what we've been told our whole lives. And then we grow up and maybe if we own a business, we run our companies this way or we run our house or our lives this way. We're taught mistakes are the worst thing that you can make. When I was researching this topic, I read a very interesting article about Picasso, and he said, all children are born artists. The problem is to remain an artist as we grow up. And that really struck me. Think about it. We are all born creative. We don't grow into creativity. We grow out of it. Sometimes we're educated out of it. So why is this? Think about it. In school, math and English are the most important. And other subjects like art and music and drama and dance are lesser important. And as our children grow up, we start to educate them really only focusing on their heads. 
But maybe some kids are different. Maybe some kids need to move their bodies to be creative and unique. Maybe they need to dance or they need to sing. But when our kids come to us and tell us that they love doing this, something creative, something in the arts, we might say, cool, that can be your hobby, but you can't make a living or you can't make real money doing that. And maybe they can't make as much as they could if they went to business school and got a traditional business job, but maybe that's okay. Maybe they can make half as much, but be twice as happy. And at the end of the day, isn't that what we really want for our kids, for them to be happy and happy according to what they love and what they want, not according to what we want and what we want for them. And guess what? Maybe they actually can make a great amount of money doing that. Now more than ever, there are so many ways to build a great career or a great business doing what you love, even if it's very non-traditional. There are so many opportunities in the world, and I just think embracing creativity and really getting to know your specific child and letting them get to know themselves and creating an environment in your home and in your family that doesn't stick to the traditional mindset to be open and really focus on each individual child and what's important to them and what they love and not hold them to your standards or society's standards or schooling standards, some of which I think are completely outdated. And I think it goes even further with some kids. I think some of these creative kids are often labeled as hyperactive or they're told they need medicine and they're told they need to calm down, but maybe they're just smart in different ways. Maybe they're interested in different things and maybe we're squashing their creativity. Many very brilliant and creative children grow up thinking that they are not brilliant. Oftentimes it's because what they're good at in school wasn't what was valued and what they were good at is often stigmatized. So sometimes we could actually push our kids to school so they can get into a good college and get a good degree. But guess what? Everyone's getting degrees these days. 30 years ago, if you got a degree walking out of college, you walked into a great job. But as we all know, that's not the case anymore. Many kids get great degrees from great colleges and they move or they come home and it's hard to get a job. Just because you have a degree doesn't mean you're walking into a great job. It just doesn't carry the weight that it used to. So this should empower us even more to change our mindset around education and what's important and what's required and the requirements we put on all of our children regardless of their individuality. Now, I'm not talking about having our children work any less hard. Totally the opposite. We need to teach our kids that someone else's opinion of you does not determine your reality. And you have to work hard and you have to work on yourself and you have to have an unstoppable attitude and not make excuses and hold a constant vision of what you want to achieve. Let's really get to know our kids as they grow up and allow them to be creative and allow them to know themselves rather than programming them. Let's teach our kids to get out of their comfort zone and they don't have to do the same thing everybody else is doing. They can try new things and not be afraid to fail and not be afraid of mistakes. We need to see our kids' creative capacities and encourage them into whatever it is that makes them the happiest. 
I can honestly say that the happiest people I know in my life are the people that get to do what they want to do most of the time. Think about that. The happiest people I know are the people that get to do what they want to do most of the time. And really, what more could we want for our kids than that? I love this topic and I'd love to continue the conversation. I'd love to hear what you think. Please ping me on Instagram at Lindsay's Cloud and comment on the post about this episode. Thank you so much for listening. It means so much to me. I've learned so much in researching this and I really hope this episode brings you a lot of value. If you have a minute, please pop over and rate the podcast on Apple Podcasts. It would mean so much to me. Until next time, cheers to splashing in mud puddles. Thanks for listening to the How to Be Awesome at Everything podcast. For more info about today's episode and all past episodes, head over to howtobeawesomeateverything.com where we break it all down. Tell us what you thought of today's topic on Lindsay's Instagram at Lindsay's Cloud. Until next time, go out and be awesome because that's exactly what you are.